0: When a police officer begins to have psychic visions, is it possible she's created a link with the other side, or is she simply going insane? And then we travel to Chile to take a look at a story of a family of four driving down a road one day on their way to the big city. Little did they know that their afternoon was not going to involve restaurants, and a little bit of shopping, no. This was the day that an invader from another world would terrorize them all. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm Jason Carpenter, I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing i hope you guys are beating the heat any way that is possible but someone who really knows how to beat the heat someone who comes in swinging and doesn't stop so the heat is knocked out everyone give it up for one of our legacy patreon supporters get on your feet for bulk squat thrust woohoo yeah (laughs) walk on in work them glutes buddy bulk squat thrust you're gonna be our captain our pilot this episode if you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. I really do just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. Speaking of paranormal, I'm going to have to call upon the forces. I actually probably shouldn't even joke about that. I'm. It's nap time for me, man. I, I'm, like, tired. My little eyes... My little eyes are getting sleepy. So hopefully I can stay... <laughs> this episode turns out to be two hours long. And... Two hours and 40 minutes of it are just me snoring. You know what happened. Bulk squat thrust. It's up to you to keep me awake. Everyone grab onto his meaty waist as I toss Bulk the hair hang glider. We're going to jump off the highest point of Dead Rabbit Command. Glide us all the way out to Missouri. We're headed out to Missouri. Specifically, we're headed to the town of Poplar Bluff. Missouri and we're going to take a look at a really weird post that was put on the internet back in May of 2023 it's been deleted now but I have an archive of it it's in the it'll be in the show notes but there's a woman claiming to be a member of the Poplar Bluff Police Department named Detective Kaylin Smith she posted online this is how she starts it off Pretty good way to set the table. Quote, what I'm about to tell you will sound insane. Whenever, whenever anyone says that, you know it's going to be good. What I'm about to tell you will sound insane. But there was a woman who was always one step ahead of me. She was always watching and lurking. She knows who I am and I know who she is. I found her. And then she goes, you know, she says she's this police officer. She says three months ago, so February 2023, from May, three months from May, she goes, I went undercover. I was working as an undercover agent in this criminal organization, and there was this drug deal going on that we had set up. We were going to catch the bad guys. And there was a drug deal that was set up due to this, the nature of this operation. There was a drug deal set up on a dock at the Black River. So apparently, like, I had to look at Google Earth maps of Poplar Bluff. If you live in the area, you could be fishing there right now. You're like, uh, oh, what? Don't worry, it was back in February. Drug deal at the dock on Black River, and something goes wrong. Kalen said something went wrong during the drug deal, and it turned into a shootout. And you had pedestrians running in every direction, multiple shots fired, and Kalen's partner and her best friend got shot it was the same person too it wasn't like joey oh my best friend what are you doing here melissa run it was the same person her partner and her best friend who we'll just call joey she didn't name that he gets shot as well and then kaylin said time slowed down and kaylin began running towards joey and then got him and they took cover behind a boat because it's at a dock. That'd be a pretty good place to have a shootout. <laughs> if you've ever watched an episode of Magnum PI Or Hawaii Five-0. Or Burn Notice. There's a lot of boats to hide behind in those shows. This isn't a show. It's real life. Or is it? Actually, this is interesting. Because the story is interesting on different levels, right? Because if you live in Poplar Bluff, you're like... There, what are you talking about back in February or 2023? There was a huge shootout at the docks. Civilians were running in every direction. I don't remember none of this in the news. So it, this is a weird one. She's running. Caitlin's like, Joey. She's running in slow motion. And she grabs her partner and her best friend. Same person. I've on a boat. Now, that's makes sense, right? Whether or not it happened, we'll get into that in a second. But this next part, it's almost like stream of consciousness. I'm just going to read these quotes because there's really no way for me to sum it up. It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Quote. And you're going to be like, Jason, wow, what'd you leave out? (laughs) Nothing? Nothing? This is the ending. Quote. It was like the calm before the storm. The storm is coming. But am I prepared for it? And then there's like quotes within the quotes. So this is someone else saying, I am you. You are me unquote for the inside quote so let me start it over again i was like the calm before the storm the storm is coming but am i prepared for it i am you you are me that's what i heard that night and every night after that it was constant i was in an unlit room but i could only see her body Her face was dark, and her voice echoed through my mind when she shot my best friend. I couldn't remember his name, the name of the man I loved, the man I couldn't protect. I woke up from this dream in front of a mirror. I don't know what was happening, but I couldn't breathe. What was happening to me? I see blood on my hand, and I see the gun in my hand. You shot me. You killed me. The voice in my hand yelled in my head louder and louder. Then it fell silent. I was back to sleep. So you go, well, Jason, was she dreaming the drug deal gone wrong? Because it says, you know, I don't don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what this means. But here's the thing. This could I threw this out on the Discord Patreon. I go, does this look like an ARG? Does this look like an ARG? And the reason why, because I went to Poplar Bluffs website. I went to their Facebook page. I went to their Twitter. I, there's no record. Let's let's break it down like this. The only reason why I think it's an ARG is that if you look at the description on their website, it says the Poplar Bluff Police Department is a multidimensional and progressive law enforcement agency. So I was like, oh, is this like that Welcome to Night Vale thing? I go to their Twitter, they're arresting werewolves and stuff. No, it's not. I think in this term, multidimensional doesn't actually mean paranormal. I think it's some stupid buzzword. Someone got paid $50,000 to come up with it's some brainstorming meeting. It, it means multiple dimensions. It means traveling through the voids in between worlds. But I go, is this an ARG? Is this something that they're trying to make up? Da, 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 da. But other than that, other than that multidimensional thing, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So I looked up Poplar Bluffs Police Department. They have different websites, they have some that are .org, some that are .gov, but if you go to their Facebook page, they have 57,000 followers, and it's uh, videos of, like, they're like, do you guys know this burglar? (laughs) There's a video footage of this burglar in Poplar Bluff, can you help us catch him? There's no werewolves. It looks like a legit police department page. It's weird, though, to say that Poplar Bluff's police department has 57,000 followers. The town only has 17,000 people in it. Or that community that can include the suburbs and all that. They have a Twitter, a Poplar Bluff Twitter, but they stopped posting back in 2015. I looked all over. I looked through news articles. I looked at the website. I can find... No record of someone going by the name Detective Kaylin Smith. Found info on a couple shootings here and there, but nothing that matched what she said, especially not really in that timeline. So what does does this matter, Jay? I mean, like, here you have a a post that's been deleted, and you're saying that maybe it's this real person, but you're saying that person doesn't exist, so what's going on? It could be, you know, the (laughs) fact that she's an undercover agent. I don't think her photo would be in the newspaper. They're like, ace undercover agent, Kalen Smith, bust another crime lab. They show her photo. Story could be true. Maybe she's over-exaggerating the gunshots flying everywhere. I don't know. There's so many things that I don't know. But I do know this. If I was the chief of police of Poplar Bluff, I'd be furious right now. If this was if if I had a person underneath me called Detective Agent Smith, Detective Kalen Smith, and she was posting online about hearing voices and incomprehensible dreams and all of this stuff, and she's been looking for this woman her whole life, and now she knows what she looks like, and I guess she implies too that the woman is the one who killed. I'd be furious. I'd be like, Do you know every defense lawyer? within 50 miles of here is going to crawl so far up my butt because one of my police officers said that her hand was talking to her head that she woke up and there was blood on her hands and she was holding a bloody gun i would you i would be furious if this was real i i i mean you know what i mean like because obviously when there's a trial they bring the arresting officers up they stand on trial she's been doing this undercover work let's say for two years this big drug bust and the prosecutor's like did you see that dude over there with the drugs yes i did what amount of drugs did he have well he had probably about five kilos of coke and how long did it take for him to move the stuff across town while well, they used different cars and the defense lawyer would get up and say how's your hand how's your is your hand telling you stuff today because we have this post online saying that you're hallucinating and that a woman's been secretly hunting you and I am her. And so are you the woman who killed the partner? Did you just admit to capital murder? And it would, that would be every trial she was ever involved in the defense lawyer to be like, she's clearly insane. If a detective Caitlin Smith actually wrote this, a defense lawyer to be like, she's not a credible witness. Your honor. She's talking about a gun battle that never happened, and then you can go, well, she said it was just a dream, then she wakes up and her hands are bloody, and her, her hand is talking to her, your honor? Not a credible witness. That would be every single, and imagine when you do these under, it, again, this could totally be made up. Detective Kaylin Smith may not be a real person, this could have been a start of an ARG that never happened. But if this was if this was someone who was put, posting this online for whatever reason, imagine you invested so much money and time into an undercover operation. They're not easy to do. You have to rent like houses, buy new cars, get all of this. That's just for the officers' background checks. So when the bad guys are looking into them, they're like, "Oh, they've they've rented this house out for eight months." It's not cheap to do undercover operations. And you get someone who starts to hallucinate halfway through the operation. This is nuts. This is so nuts. Like, this is one of those stories that I was like, I kind of hope this is an ARG. Because then it can just kind of be like, oh, I got fooled. It's kind of goofy. Because if it's not, the police department there has some serious problems on their hands. I'd be really, really upset. But it could be that someone just possibly made up this name. I ha- I did find a YouTube video, apparently, and I-, I couldn't really verify any of these things, but the YouTube video is basically saying that the police in Poplar Bluff look after their own. Well, They all do. That's just the nature of any sort of closed organization. Firefighters do it. Military does it. Everybody does it. They have an insular look at it, but apparently, I started watching the video, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good, it started off with showing a woman who had been shot, and she's still alive, and she's just kind of like, uh, uh there's just blood coming out, I was like, okay, I'm I'm good on it. I don't need to see this stuff, I have to read enough articles about it, I've seen enough people die in real life, I don't want to watch it on video, and I kind of skipped around, but the kind of, because that, it was a lot of body cam footage, the, the gist of it was, I guess it was an officer-involved shooting, and how they were Basically explaining it away was the gist of it. I But I did, got tired of watching a woman bleed out in her car. So it could be something like that, right? It could be something trying to disparage the police department. So they're pretending to be this person. That'd be the best case example. It's all made up to make them look bad. That'd be the best case example. And then I, like the ARG thing, I hate that. I feel like it's such a waste of time. If it turns out just being ARG... I'd come on here, I'd apologize, waste of time. The worst case example is she actually is an undercover agent, and she's going nuts. Because the operation is doomed at this point. She wouldn't be able to testify against anything if this information got out. And also just her mental health. I'd much rather it be someone making it up than someone actually, like, hallucinating during drug deals, during shootouts. Like, there's just a totally different level of danger there and you could also go what if it's true and she's not making it up what if she does have this psychic link with someone i mean we're a paranormal podcast that's definitely possible where i'm not going to say that that's impossible in this case Uh, but it's hard to make a determination because the writing is so incomprehensible like the beginning it's this is usually a sign that something is going on mentally is that the beginning it's pretty well Like, the first couple of paragraphs make sense. They move in a linear fashion. And then the last three, it's like she lost the thread. And she's just typing stream of consciousness. But who knows? I would just say, if I was the chief of police of Poplar Bluff Police Department, I would be very upset now. If it's a paranormal, if it's a paranormal invasion, then hopefully she gets help for that as well. She actually has this psychic link to somebody, but... I mean, this could jeopardize a ton of cases. Any any case she even walked by the evidence room in is going to get thrown out. If you could be like, her hand's talking to her. She's clearly hallucinating. That's what a defense lawyer would say. Could be paranormal, could be made up. She could be in the middle of a mental health crisis, but this could be a really bad situation. Imagine a undercover agent who already has a hard time Determinating reality from fantasy their job now is to live a fantasy life (laughs) they're dressed up as an orc they're like i'm here to buy mead no you know what i mean like they have to forget who they were to become this undercover drug person so that's already making it hard to remember who you are and what you what you're there for and now there's another layer on it now she's having a possible mental breakdown in the middle of this absolutely bizarre story so I don't think we'll ever get any follow-up for We'll get follow-up for it if I disappear. I don't think we'll get any other follow-up for it either. Um, it's, I think that's we'll never know, right? I'm, I, she took it down pretty much right after she put it up. But I like to archive that stuff so we can talk about it. Talk about it and kind of analyze it and see what it is. But at the end of the day, we still don't know what this is. But I'd be willing to hear your guys' theories. I love it. Hearing from you guys about stuff like this. Bulk squat thrust. Call in that carpenter copter. We're going to say goodbye to Poplar Bluff. And we're going to head all the way out to Chile. It's a sunny summer day in July 1996. We're in Chile. Specifically, we're near the city of Tocopila. This family of four is driving down the road to Tokopila. <laughs> like, Jason, how, do you, how is it possible you pronounce something different? Literally, seconds apart, you just said that they're driving down the road to the town of Tocopilla. It's the afternoon. This family of four is headed out there, but <laughs> this is just the story. Already starts off weird, but this does sound like something. A dad would do. They get in their car. Family of four: mom, dad, and then brother, sister. Dad is driving the family out to Tokopila, and they're halfway to the city. They're halfway there, and the dad goes, "Ah, never mind. (laughs) Never mind." They're like, "What?" He goes, "Ah, you know what? By the time we get there, everything's going to be closed." And they're like, well, why did we leave in the first place? We're halfway there. We drove halfway there, and nah, you know, that's just not worth it. So he turns the car around, and they're headed back home. And the dad goes, "You know, on the way back, let's take this side road. It's you know, like a frontage road type of thing. It's the road that's connected to the main path into the city, but it basically would be kind of a drive through, while not necessarily the wilderness, a less traveled road." The kids are like, I would rather take the road to the city we are going to, but fine, Dad. We can go down this road. They're driving down this road. Now, as they're driving, it's described as an isolated area. They said that the road kind of, as you're driving down the road, you start to see this empty airfield. Cars just driving by, they see this airfield there. I'm assuming abandoned. Like, there's just nothing there. Abandoned airfield. They're driving by, and as they're driving through this area, the boy, let's call him Mike. Mike goes, Hey, Sally, my sister, we're naming you Sally. Mike says, Sally, look, what is that? And he's pointing out the window, and the rest of the family kind of looks out the window, and there in the grass, in the grassy field by the empty airport, they can see this. It's this large triangular-shaped mark on the ground. Just a large mark on the ground. And, and you know, it's weird looking, because they are in an area where there's not a lot of cars, no one's at the airport, and you see this marking, but they just keep driving down the road. When... this is very, This is a very, very interesting way to put this. The family sees the triangular mark. They keep driving down the road, and they're not far from this area. They're still in the general area of the airfield of this marking on the ground. They hear the sound of a woman screaming. Everyone in the car clearly hears the sound of a woman screaming, but that's not it. It wasn't that she was just screaming, which we've all heard women scream. It's on every horror movie, right? Some of us have heard it in real life. Some of us have heard women, you know, like lose a child or lose a loved one. And they just, it's this heartbreaking. It's like we've all, maybe not all of us have been in every situation, but I think most of us, we've definitely heard women scream on television and horror movies and stuff like that. And in real life, I've heard women scream out of pain, out of misery, out of loss, sorrow. But that's not the way they described this scream. I got, I have no context for what this could possibly sound like. And the terrifying thing is, is that when they heard this sound... They immediately knew it was something different. They were able to give it. And I don't know if it was the father and the mother who came with this. I don't know if the children would know what this would sound like. I definitely would hope not. I'd hope, which nobody did, but. It wasn't just the sound of a woman screaming. It was specifically the sound, the scream of a woman who was being raped. I mean, I can't even conceptualize that. It wasn't the sounds of sex. It wasn't the sounds of rape. It was the sound... It was the scream a woman would make as if she was being sexually assaulted. Like, that's a whole different level of terrifying. It truly is. Like, I really can't even... Like I said, conceptualize it. Hearing a woman scream, we're almost desensitized to that in movies and television. When girls get really excited because something fun happens, I can hear them outside of my apartment screaming when they run into a friend that they haven't seen all summer. We've become desensitized to that. But to be able to hear a scream that is so identifiable as the scream of a woman who is currently being raped I can't even imagine how that would be different that I could specify it like that. So you have to imagine that scream was so incredibly terrifying, vile, um, soul-crushing to hear that sound. And remember, family of four, broad daylight. They're driving down this road. They're not seeing this. They're not seeing an assault happen around the car. They're not seeing anything going on. It's completely quiet except for the car, and they hear the scream of a woman being raped. And just seconds later, they see down the road. They're driving the car. Dad's driving the car. Down the road, they see... A figure step out onto the road. And he's driving. Dad's kind of slowing the car down a bit. Because all this stuff's going on, right? You would be like, it would be such a shock to your senses. You saw the triangular mark on the ground. You figured, I don't know what that is. I don't even, is that burned? Did someone paint that? I'm not for sure. You hear this scream. All of this stuff is kind of going on. You're reacting to these things. And when they see this humanoid step out on the road in front of them, They, again, they're having a hard time processing all this stuff. What they do is the person they see step out in front of them, and he's still a bit down the road, not super close, but not super far. He is nine foot eight inches tall. His body, or possibly some sort of spacesuit, they can't tell. But whatever it is, it's made of shining metal. the The afternoon sun is just glistening off of this giant, nine foot eight inches tall. This guy just appears out of nowhere, and he's standing there. He's basically, as far as they can tell, he's completely made of shining metal, with a oval face, a bald head, and almond eyes. They don't say his face is metal, so I, that's why I'm assuming it's some sort of space suit that this thing, or whatever it is, is wearing. They also said it was thin with disproportionately long arms. And this entity, this humanoid, whatever this is, it steps into the road and holds its hand up, palm facing the family giving them the motion to stop. Stop the car. The father who's driving the car, he sees this giant standing in the road, holding his hand out, palm forward, you know, giving the motion to stop. And the dad starts to slow down. And they're slowly getting closer to this giant standing in the middle of the road. When the wife... Begins screaming. She's terrified. I think everyone's terrified in this moment. We don't know if the father was under some sort of mind control. Or he was just shocked by the whole thing. But the mom. She just begins screaming. Screaming so loud in this car. And it's like the humanoid can sense her fear. This this entity turns to her. And these beams shoot out of its eyes. And illuminates the car, and then it's gone. Father pushes the pedal to the metal, and they speed out of the area. But did they? But did they? This is something we talked about on yesterday's episode. This was the story that I was kind of uh, alluding to yesterday, I found this on Think About it, docs.com. They got it from a book written by an author named Raymond Navia, and it's called La Verda Occulta. Its English translation is The Hidden Truth. An introduction, this is a cool, this is actually kind of an interesting term for a UFO or an alien. An introduction to the study of the sporadic aggressive intruder. That makes sense. I mean, like, not not all alien encounters are aggressive. This is one of those books. I mean, just based on that subtitle, right? It seems like it focuses mostly on harmful aliens, but it's not in English. This this book is only in Spanish. So that's the story of the family of four who had this absolutely bizarre and terrifying encounter, but they got away, right? They got away. But here's the thing: we talked about this on yesterday's episode. When it comes to alien encounters, if you see the alien, if you see the UFO up close, something else happened. That's the part you remember. That's the part you remember. We, You don't see a lot of this in ghost stuff. You don't see a lot of this stuff in demonic stuff. It comes from time to time. Like recently we did an episode about a guy who played with a Ouija board and... Doesn't remember it. That was a super scary story. Like, he doesn't remember playing with the Ouija board. But for the most part, that's not a factor in other paranormal stories. But in UFO stories, having your memory wiped is one of the signs that you've had an alien encounter. When people have weird instances of lost time, that's so common in the UFO world. That that alone... Having lost time alone can make you believe that you've been abducted by aliens. That's one of the signs to look for. And so when we have this story, we have this story, family of four driving down the road. They hear the sound of a woman screaming like she's being raped. And again, that's a super specific sound. That's super specific. And you would think, I'm sure you guys have kind of been wondering, maybe not want to have, but kind of wondering what, how would that sound different? The scream, how would that sound? Because it's not like they heard a struggle, not like they heard anything else, but the scream of a woman who was in the middle of being raped. I mean, it's just horrific to even think about. How would your brain be able to process that? To hear that different than any other woman's scream. Now they're driving through the area. They see the mark on the ground. They hear the scream. They see the entity step in the middle of the road. The dad starts to slow down the car. The mom in the car starts screaming. The alien intruder vanishes. This is what I think happened. They were abducted. That's the part of the story they remember. They remember getting away from the area and driving back home and just being traumatized but I think this family was abducted by whatever this entity was. And I think the reason why they were able to so specifically label the type of scream that they heard was because that was the sound of the mother in the car. Not her scream of fear. I think this alien abducted them. And I think the mother in the car, something tragic and horrific happened to her. That's why they could recognize what that scream was. Because it wasn't a scream they heard out in the distance. Time is distorted. There's no linear series of events when it comes to aliens. We come across these stories a lot. We have issues of straight up lost time. We covered a story recently where two people experienced lost time over a course of two hours. They lost two hours. The sun had gone down. It went from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. I'll put this episode in the show notes, but there was an artist there. One of the people who lost time was painting. And that paint on the paintbrush should have dried after about 30 minutes. After they realized they lost time, they couldn't figure it out. He went to go start painting again in his paintbrush was still wet. So while time did jump ahead two hours, like there were, the sun had gone down, all the watches were two hours ahead. They actually were two hours ahead. Something happened in that room that distorted time so much. He goes, if two hours had actually passed, the paintbrush would have been dry. It was a super specific type of paint he used. But it was still wet. So time has no meaning when these alien entities are involved. They heard the scream and then saw the alien, but I think it's just the jumble of memories. I don't think they heard the sound of a woman screaming like she was being raped. Just some random scream from some faceless woman that they've never met before. I think it was the mother who was screaming out. I think it was the mother who was being assaulted. But they all work in this jumble of memories, this jumble of time. When that alien turned and shot the beams out of its eyes, I believe that's when they were abducted. And who knows how long they were up there. Again, time holds no meaning. There have been stories where people have been abducted by aliens, and to them... Five days pass, but on Earth it's just an hour. So who knows how long they were in the clutches of this alien. Who knows what happened. Terrifying. Terrifying story. Horrific story. And this is one of those times that I think probably not knowing is better. In an encounter like this, I would not recommend hypnotic regression. For this family to find out what actually happened. Because I believe what happened, what that family experienced, was far worse than the narrative they remember. As far as they concerned, they heard something weird, they saw something weird, and then they made it safely home. And even though that story may not be completely true... I'd much rather believe that version of events than try to figure out what really happened. Because what really happened may just be too horrible to even comprehend. Dead Rabbit Radio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at Radio.